1: Celebrate. we're back again Andy Lou Samus Fendiari uh we're Light Years Podcast we are at 44 uh,
2: the Anthony Tolliver episode the the oh. episode where uh let's see Anthony Tolliver's most famous moment in warrior history is getting absolutely baptized by Mari Stodmire oh. <laughs> and for that
3: favorite, favorite, we have to bring us all time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> special guest uh Amin Al Hassan Amin how you doing
3: you know, you know they read my name in the in the yeah. topic, right? When they yeah. clicked on the pod, <laughs> <laughs> episode forty four, they saw like the little write up where it says, Guess the meeting has it always are there people who are legit, like if you don't say the name, they get confused.
2: You'd be surprised. I don't know. I've actually got um people who just randomly click on the pod like now i don't understand who these people are who go through the itunes store and just click random pods it's not it's definitely not a heavy number of people but it's like you know light like years you, to
3: light years you say
2: yeah. <laughs> I, do. I think it's a science pod and then you know a little disappointed
3: <laughs> neil degrasse tyson didn't show up once i for one <laughs> am <what I'm> upset <laughs> Uh, um, did you have
1: Anthony Tolliver memory there? I, I, you jumped in and I yeah. was like, what?
3: I was like. No, yeah, because the play he's talking about is the one where Amari Stoudemire, right. it's one of, this legit might might be my favorite NBA court of all time, which was after the game, they asked Amari, what, what was going through your mind when you saw him come over right before you went up to dunk it? And Amari said, I thought, I hope he jumps. <laughs> Which is like the coldest shit you could ever say. Like, like he was hoping, he was praying this man would jump. Oh man, that's that's so cold blooded. <laughs>
2: and it, oh, if, if I remember correctly, like uh, Tolliver was still on a ten day at that point. If he wasn't, <laughs> if he if he wasn't on ten day, he just got off it. Like he'd just come up from the D League. He he hadn't stuck in the NBA at all, and it just life ruined by Amari right there. <laughs>
3: By the oh. way, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on one thing that you said. You said that Tolliver is the most famous number forty four warrior of all time, and yeah, I, I got some I names here. <laughs> Go ahead. I got some names for you. What about Austin Powers? <laughs> Austin Crozier? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I forgot he even played on the war. No, no, I didn't forget he played. He on the He would be
1: Warriors. a fan favorite at Chase Center's uh, Warriors <laughs> oh, Stadium. Oh yeah, so. man.
3: Yeah, I'm telling you, him, him and uh, and uh, 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 geez, what's his name? What's my The ma- King Lightyear himself. Why am I drawing a plane? What, Lakey? Lake-up? Yeah, Lake of Lake of, there you go. Him and Lake of would be besties, man. Here's <laughs> another one soul- for you, yeah, <laughs> Cherokee Parks. <laughs> oh, again, I could see him and Lake of being like really good friends, like Lake of having like the you know second adolescence or whatever like Cherokee Parks is cool, he's got tattoos, hangs out with porn stars, like that's who I'm gonna hang out with.
1: <laughs> By the Park. way, shout One out the more dude a standing guys. ovation.
2: <laughs> did he get a standing ovation on, on Saturday? I did go. Standing <laughs>
1: ovation. He got his own like podium <laughs> yeah. thing before the game. Oh my god. They
3: credit they they credited him for, for helping turn it around. Like it was it started so the turnaround started with David Lee. Oh it for sure. Awesome i was like wow okay
2: i'll never f- yeah it's he was at the um at the first um uh ceremony they did about a new stadium like this is before they settled on <laughs> the chase center they're like and now we bring up our star player david lee and that was that was who they brought up to try to impress all the politicians in san francisco about the groundbreaking That's- they didn't invite staff didn't invite Monte at that time. It was David They're Lee.
1: Definitely Conner.
3: not inviting Monte. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's for sure. Yeah, you know, like, you gotta like, David Lee's good in those situations, though. Hell yeah. And in my microphone, he knows how to bullshit his way through. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, I, I pick him too. <laughs> like, I don't know, young, young Steph, I don't know. Young Steph might be up there mumbling and stuff. And he's a low talker anyway. He talks like, this. no, no, no. <laughs> I need someone animated and who can really sell this excitement that really he doesn't actually feel on the inside. <laughs> That's, what, that's David Lee's, like, gift. He's really great at faking emotion.
1: <laughs> it's like David Lee on defense. When he fakes, claps his hand, and then he, like, yeah. hits the floor, and then he starts moving his feet really fast,
3: way <laughs> out of position. It's perfect. Guys, I'm telling you, this guy, this guy is, like, he's he's no slouch. When it comes to that kind of stuff, you need a David Lee. You absolutely need a David Lee.
2: It's one of those skills you don't really appreciate till you've you've been employed for a few years, having like oh, fake yeah. enthusiasm when the boss comes in with the most boring, well, mundane story. You, also got,
3: <laughs> you got to remember something: David Lee was forged in the fires of, of faking it. He, he he was a Nick, so like, come, God, this is nothing. This is child's It's like a New Yorker moving to L.A. or like the West Coast in general. Like, this is how you guys live. This is mad easy, man. You know what I just came from over here. <laughs> Oh man. I got another name for you. Another warrior. Great. Mark Jackson with a C. Oh yeah. He was, he was a front runner for rookie of the year for most of that year until Mike Miller had a little burst at the end and saved everybody from the embarrassment of having a rookie of the year who wasn't even drafted.
2: By the way, it, it takes a special player to have your career highs and points and rebounds be your rookie year. Which was Mark Jackson. Mark. There was okay. there was a period of time there where Warrior fans were very convinced he was, you know, he was going to be a key piece in the turnaround. Didn't quite yeah, work out hallelujah. that way.
3: <laughs> and, and then and then finally, who can forget those wonderful wonderful years with that wonderful contract that he got, Richard Jefferson.
1: Oh God, I don't think I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget him in that series against the Spurs, missing those free throws. Uh, oh.
3: Richard Jefferson was Harrison Barnes before Harrison Barnes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man! And and then he comes back and against the Warriors, playing for the Cavs, like three yeah. years later, plays like one of the best series I've ever seen from him. Just ridiculous,
3: and hey, that, that was like a weird burst of energy that he got there, right? Real <laughs> like, weird. Let me tell you something, because we played we played him in two thousand and ten in San Antonio and we were like, Oh yeah, let him be on the floor. We're destroying him every single time. Like this dude's a hundred years old. And then fast forward, he's dunking on people. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. Six years later?
2: Shouts, he got that uh, got that founder founder of youth with LeBron. Shout out to LeBron, good. baby.
3: <laughs> the miracles of modern medicine, as Waz likes to put it. Uh,
1: so, we got to, uh, so we got to jump into Zaza Pashulia because that is the number one topic after the warriors annihilated the thunder. We had to talk Zaza for 48 hours. So <laughs> I find him... Um, so I thought it was kind of dirty. Uh, he is a little clumsy, but whatever. I find what's more interesting is Kawakami wrote in a piece that um, don't be surprised or you know uh, get mad or something like that if other teams start to do something close to that not saying that other teams will but what if somebody slips a leg under Wait. a step ankle or something like Didn't
3: that al- hasn't that already happened hold on <laughs> like oh now they're gonna start or oh, they haven't started yet <laughs> what did la marcus all do last year right like in the play dwayne deadman on the yeah, screen man. man like hey yeah, I mean, like, I get it, but like, let's not act like, oh man, the the Warriors have this protective bubble. This, this stuff happens. It's like when people say the the Warriors have too many moving screens, I'm like, everybody has moving screens. Every single team. The only difference is your moving screens are getting set for like Royce O'Neill or people like that, <laughs> and there's any moving screens are the greatest shooters of all time. Like that's the difference. Like it's not the screen. It's the it's the guy coming off the screen. <laughs> so do
1: we think that um because that is because i think in the playoffs this season it's going to be one of the more well i'm going to say annoying because because we're warriors fans Uh, (laughs) um but it is probably going to be something that's going to be talked about ad nauseum draymond green and zaza with the antics quote-unquote antics that they're going to pull up postseason did you think that was something i mean did you think that particular play was uh, i guess dirty
3: i mean here's the thing like Pull me once, shame on you. Pull <laughs> pull me seven million times. Pull me, you can't pull me again, right? <laughs> like that's the whole point about Zaza. I was like, did he? I don't know if he did or didn't. But I do know, like, the dude's resume is super long, super long. So at some point, you just kind of lose. It's just, it's kind of, it's, it's like the frustrations I always had about Manu Ginobili getting the benefit of the call when he flops, and I'm saying to every ref in the league, look, dude. I'm not saying whether this particular foul was a foul or not. I'm just saying, knowing that this dude is a habitual, habitual flopper, if it's not super obvious, why would you ever give him the benefit of the doubt? That's who he is every single time. And, like, do they feel stupid when they go back to the back and they rewatch the video? Like, oh, yeah, he did flop, oh, missed that one. I mean, but they never seem to learn from that. And so, um, like is Zaza dirty? Like I think kind of like <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> up to debate. That's like is is Matthew Dellavedova dirty? Is <laughs> is Andrew Bogut dirty? Like I don't know. I I, I is Reggie Evans dirty? I, they just seem to dirty things seem to happen around them. Stephen Steve Adams. Sure. I mean, there's a, there's a class of dudes in this league, and let's not act like it was in the '70s. Class of dudes that almost all of them are still active. Well, that's what they pedal in, man. They peddle in all the little stuff, and by the way, Chris Paul's one of the greatest players in the game. He does a lot of dirty stuff on the slide. Let's not act like he's a he's a, a, a choir boy. So, like the discussion is he dirty, and I'm like, okay, he's dirty. And is he the only dirty one in the league? You think he's the only one? I'm just cracking
2: up at um,
3: Westbrook's uh,
2: constant reactions to it to the media. And saying he's going to do something, but never reacting in the game about it. Like when uh, Zaza had that, where he basically knocked him off on a screen last year. And Westbrook went about off about going, uh, going to dunk on him and show him up next time. And then just basically did nothing. And it was kind of the same thing with this. So I'm just kind of cracking up at his kind of like KG-ish act going on this these days.
3: Zaza. <laughs> zaza fake tough guy zaza i don't know man like i just i, I feel like it, it was a slow news day they got their ass beat so this is what we're gonna talk about i mean like is it dirty play yet yeah, sure okay is it does it warrant like a a, a federal investigation the next day probably not
1: <laughs> well what's funny because i mean sam's talking about russ being the fake tough guy like he's the guy that comes out and he's oh, like yeah.
3: Oh no, yeah, but yeah, Russ has never fought anybody. That's that's always again. Russ has this. I'm not saying look, I'm not saying he's soft. Let me let me start there.
1: Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Of,
3: but he definitely has a benefit of the doubt that he floats with on a lot of different things. Main chief among them is he's a good defensive player. <laughs> Why? Because he's athletic as hell and he scowls and he flexes. Oh, okay. But that's not actual defense. It just looks like he should be a good defensive player, but that's not actual defense, right? And same thing with the tough guys. I'm like, oh he da 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 like the guy walks in with a box, man. Like <laughs> I don't I'm like, I don't know, okay. I think he's, that's among okay. the
2: reason Zaza bothers him, <laughs> because he tries to intimidate yeah. guys more than anything. Like and credit yeah, credit that, to him. If that gives you an edge, like if it actually works on some guys, then he's done his job. But uh, he's just getting nothing out of Zaza with it in any way.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, like, it's funny. Uh, this guy may not like me much, but, like, Patrick Beverly actually did something to to Russell Westbrook, where Russell Westbrook should actually get angry and try to whoop his ass. If he, he, he ain't whoop Patrick Beverly's ass, he damn sure ain't whooping Zaza. That's, <laughs> that's all, that's just that's, that's the math I'm doing right there like Zazo's about three times Patrick Gobley sides and five times his weight and that's just his head right <laughs> there's no way you're telling no way you're telling me that like oh yeah no you he, he, he would take him down no he's not he's not doing that so
2: what do we so what do we think of uh, OKC here then are they are they actually ever going to pull it together at all or is this pretty much who they are like a seven seed who's going to you know maybe if they catch the right matchup win in the first round
3: I think, oh, definitely if they catch uh, San Antonio. If, if Kawhi doesn't come back, and now I'm just saying now he might come back. Well, I take that back, man. I, there's, I think Minnesota, you know, because we don't know what Jimmy Butler is going to come back like. And, and whenever you got, like, team as, it's the first time in the playoffs in 100 years, and team as, like, a bunch of grizzled old veteran dudes. Right. Even if they're the lower seed. You remember Toronto and Brooklyn a couple years ago? Yeah. When Paul Pierce I called game, like. <laughs> that that's what happens when young up and coming team finally makes it to the playoffs and plays grizzled vets who are actually uh like a seven or a six seed or whatever. Like it looks like yeah, you should get your ass beat, but that's not quite what happens. And so I think if you're Oklahoma City, definitely if you want to play Minnesota, but you know, if Kwai's not back for San Antonio, that's you're not you're not opposed to that either. But either way, I I know it's bunched up in the standings, but I just don't see Oklahoma City having home court advantage to start. I think they're going to start the the playoffs on the road, but depending on what that matchup is, I think they got a great chance of, of winning their first round series. Now they got to see golden state or Houston. It's a wrap, man. And they can as well, you know, one, two, three, cancun it. Cause I just think those two teams are way more sophisticated and way more uh, defined about who they are as a team. Whereas, OKC okay, still has this element of, they are still trying to figure things out.
2: Yeah, how can they have not figured it out? Sixty-two games in, there's still like no clue what they're
3: well. I think I think they 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 did, and then Robertson got hurt, and now it's like ah, now you got to figure out. Now they got to play Josh Hustis, which is never good when your name rhymes with useless. (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) like it's just man, you better be balling out. Your your name rhymes with useless. You better ball out of control, man. You can't. You don't want to leave anything up to chance. <laughs> they're like maybe they won't make that joke. Like, no, nah, oh man, you better come out here guns blazing. And then, you know, Jeremy Grant, and then Terrence Ferguson had like the the ten minutes of fame early on, and now he's kind of out of the picture. And Alex Abrinas, who kind of looks like Rudy Fernandez in the bad <laughs> I mean, it, it's just it's it's you could see the drop off is is so big, and that and it's crazy when you talk about the drop off for of Robertson who wasn't setting the world on fire offensively, but at the same time it was great defensively. And him and Paul George made a great defensive combo that allowed them to guard a lot of different things that maybe the other, you know, like, truth be told, them two and, and Steven Adams can cover for Whoa. a lot of mistakes that the other two guys were making. And and offensively, as bad as he was, he really started to figure out a rhythm as far as cutting and, and getting to you know, front of the rim for layups and stuff like that to maintain... Uh, uh, maintain spacing and all. So it's tough, man. It, it, it's tough. Like, I, I I. think they were actually starting to figure it out. And that injury really, really threw them off.
2: Yeah, I thought they had a legit chance to knock off Houston with Roberson.
3: No, no, no. Sam thinks
1: anybody's going to knock off Houston, man.
2: That's no,
3: like, y'all, y'all, you guys need – like, Houston's good, man. Like, it's not –
2: They are good, but uh, – okay, This brings in this (laughs) brings in what I wanted to talk about. So this this quote has stuck in my mind since uh, Zach Lowe's piece sometime in December talking about Harden last year wilting. And the direct quote is here. Um, It goes uh, Harden or it's about Irv Irv Roland Rockets player development coach who's who's Harden's closest covenant for almost a decade says the two have still never discussed Harden's season ending two of eleven Dud versus the Spurs. Uh no one in the Rockets organization has like really talked with him about it. I don't know if that's, you know, fake, but I kind of inclined to believe Zach's reporting on it. And that whole thing just has me thinking like it's just gonna reoccur in a certain situation. Well, I mean, but
3: like but so here's the question. So the question you're really asking is is Real life, like in the movies, like so in the movies, James <laughs> Harden could average 50 through the season, average a triple double, dunk on people, be the win defensive player of the year, MVP, every single award, six man rookie right. of the year, every, every single award, gets to the playoffs, and then like in a game seven, like <laughs> echoes in his head, like two yeah. eleven, eleven eleven, and then like <laughs> Ginobili blocking him, and he's gonna have like a a flashback, and then he kind of faints or like starts to have this meltdown. Like, I don't think that shit happens. I think he had a bad game, and like bad game because he was tired of shit, because he was co- c- carrying that team for all year long. He didn't have any breaks. He averaged a lot of minutes. He bust his ass, and eventually that shit catches up to you, man. And so, I don't, I don't see. I don't think that he has like demons that he's gotta fight. that he's got to overcome and like he's it's not i'm not playing against the five guys in front of me i'm playing against the one in my mind right like all of a sudden the court is empty and it's james harden guarding james harden and no matter which way he goes it's like he knows my every move because he's me like that's not happening man like it's fantastic writing yeah look that might be coming to an animation oh wait a (laughs) second i don't do that i don't do that anymore um but uh but yeah, man. So like, uh, the idea that they haven't talked about it, I don't think, is that big a deal. Especially when considering the team is so much better this year. You got so many more better players. Like, he, let's just assume he does have the, that flashback happens. Guess what? There's a Hall of Fame point guard over there that, that's like, I got it from here. You know, it's it's so and, and they're, they're better defensively, and and I think they've got and the shooters. They've got, they've got a complete team, man. So. Um. Even though it's it's a lot of jokes, like it's funny. I like making jokes about the the Rockets, but because their fans are mad, mad sensitive. But it's a good team, man. I don't. I don't think. Like, I definitely don't think like the Oklahoma City Thunder are gonna come by with their half ass approach to everything, <laughs> <laughs> like, and go win. Like, come on, man. That's right. I don't
1: know
2: they're they're gonna scowl pretty hard though.
3: Pretty <laughs> I think
1: I, if yeah, there's one, are. I think it's San Antonio though. Like, if that's San, one that can...
3: San, San Antonio might because they're just. Yeah but that's Android, that's what the it.
1: that's what the assumption that
2: Kawhi comes back and yeah 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 he gets I himself mean. up to speed and god knows how much time and i don't know we're who knows what they look like? We're, we're
1: guessing, but I mean, the larger the larger question I think Sam had, and I, we were arguing about this, is well, I mean, I mean, you know, because you know them a lot more. I mean, I only I cover the team, but only home games, and uh, so I barely talk to Steve Kerr and things like that. But you know guys like Kerr or D'Antoni or any of these guys, right? So from a front office pr- perspective, I, I, the difference between how Bob Myers and Steve Kerr treats and talk about his players are a lot different from Daryl Morey and. Yeah. Uh, Mike D'Antoni, just from the psychological aspect, which I think is interesting. It might not mean shit, <laughs> but to me it's kind of uh, it's kind of like Kerr and Miles are both a lot worried about what these guys are actually thinking and doing on and off the court. It seems whenever I'm listening to Maury like, on pods or D'Antoni and even how they treat him um, with, with the minutes and things like that, it just doesn't feel the same. I don't know. So when we talk about exhaustion at the end of the season, maybe that's part of it or maybe not talking about how you fucked up last season that's part of it that seems key to me though i just don't know how i don't know i don't know what he can say about that
3: i i, I don't i i, I mean it might it's true uh like steve is definitely a guy who gives who cares about the 15th man uh in a way that uh, yeah i don't say mike doesn't care but mike's not gonna waste a whole lot of time getting to know no um, brown <laughs> yeah Run it Right where oh, they, oh, they cut and brought back and cut like a million oh. times I, I don't even know if he's still on the roster or not I'm still trying to figure that one out um but if you play Mike Mike's in your corner and so theoretically that's that shouldn't be an issue and Daryl Morey always strikes me as a dude that's like trying to show that he has a human side yeah. <laughs> like the way like when he tweets stuff about it like the players like yeah great job James or whatever He's, I feel like he's looking it up in like a a spreadsheet. Like, wait, player scores forty in a rough, tough road loss. Uh, great job, MVP. Okay, and then type that in and say, <laughs> and now we wait. You know, I, I, that's how I always get that feeling. But um, honestly, again, I think when you talk about getting onto the onto the court and playing these games. Okay, again, so that might be the difference between them and the Warriors other than also a massive ga- talent gap. <laughs> but are you telling me like Sam Prestey and Billy Donovan are out here like hugging up people and getting to know stuff? Like I don't know. I like, got I don't I don't, I feel like Kerr and Myers are kind of a little bit of a of an anomaly more so than than the norm when you're yeah. talking about NBA teams.
1: Truly light years. Yeah. <laughs> well I figured I figured it'd be interesting uh, to get into I mean it's just it just kind of um it's kind of weird it's just the, the way I mean it, it, the way when Myers talks it's kind of like why isn't this isn't this guy a GM like I've never I guess Griffin kind of talks like that yeah too David so.
3: Griffin David Griffin was like that David Griffin I would say David Griffin more so than Bob Myers because he's really into like making people feel valued and and Energetic energized about their job and stuff like that, and so Griff would be like, and, and Griff to the point where I think, uh, I don't know, like, I think, look, you, whoever his coach is has to be like on the same page as him in the same way that Myers and Kerr are on the same page because I, I know a lot of NBA coaches can get defensive like wow why is the gm in here talking to the guy da, 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 da. like they want their gm to be out of sight out of mind and locker room is my place or whatever and I, I, i'm more of like the griff meyer school where it's like look we're all in this together and this thing only works if we're all working in tandem and so this thing about like i won't go in there i won't talk to this guy you know uh i'm, I'm not of that school of thought but uh, a lot of, again, a lot of teams operate in silos. Like, this is your job, and you just stay, and this is your job, and you don't, it's none of your business over there. And then this is my job over here. And and I guess I'm like, I think that comes very much from an NFL kind of style of thinking where it's regimented, and, and basketball is just not like that, man. You got 15 dudes, it's not that hard to get to know their spouse's name and their children's name and, and stuff like that. Like,
2: so, where does where does Dan Tony fall on the spectrum between the two? Like, obviously, we, Maury's on kind of one side of it with kind of like kind of forced human interaction. <laughs> and then on the right. other side of it, you got like Kerr, Myers, Griffin, who are kind of like I don't want to say over the top, but like very invested into very touchy, who they touchy feeling. Yeah, very invested <laughs> into who everyone is as a person and like their own growth.
3: I think, I mean, Mike, Mike's cool, right? Mike is very cool. Like he's not gonna, he's not gonna be all up in your business, but he's also not a robot. Like he can have conversations, quite the opposite. He's, he's one of the first dudes that i witnessed. Like, let me put it this way, man. We were playing the, we're getting, I was a video coordinator. We we're getting ready to play the Bobcats. At that point, we had never lost to the Bobcats in, in the history of our organization. Right. Like we beat their ass. And this is the year I think they were really terrible. Right. And so, um, they were this, terrible the, the year, every year. They, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just thought about the year, the one year they were really terrible. Um, but um so like I you know, I g I gotta I get this thing and I make this whole edit and we've gotta do it and trim this and da da da. And we all come down and we sit down in the in the conference room and I'm getting I'm ready to hit play and Mike's sitting there and Mike's doing his crossword puzzle. <laughs> and he looks and he looks up and he says, Do we really have to do this? <laughs> and everyone looks at each other, no one says a word, and everyone just gets up and leaves. And I said, But but I pulled like twenty clips of what they like to do. <laughs> That's Mike. Like Mike's thing is like I we don't do things just for the sake of doing it. We like all the stuff that people. Uh, I used to have this quote that I had over above my desk. It was a Dan Gundy quote talking about, or maybe it was Riley. Whatever it was, something about like winning being misery and and you pay the price. And that's why like at the end you see Michael Jordan breaking down and crying because he's like the the realization of everything they put in like all the, the fun that they for for foregoed on or whatever they, they basically gave up on um it was this is why they gave up on all that fun. And Mike is like is like, that's bullshit, right? <laughs> that's just some shit that people say to make their job sound a lot harder than it really is. Like what's this is basketball, man. We're not like coal mining out here. And so like he like he was very much about let's have fun, man. Let's let's be loose and let's and all that. So I think in that context, he does care about players, but like, he's not going to go over the top, like on some at your kids bot mitzvah. And stuff. <laughs> that's, just not, that's just not Mike, man. He's just kind of like, all right, man, you congratulations and keep it moving. <laughs> so
2: he's not going to lead a post game presser where Steph goes for 40 talking about uh, JaVale's great five minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hell no. Yeah, no, that's not. That's not. That's not Mike.
1: <laughs> okay. I'll, i uh, as a Chinese person, I will, I will always be you Chinese to, 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 Mike and Tony. <laughs> hadn't um, noticed <laughs> allowing Jeremy Lin to, uh, to but keep he, playing.
3: But that's a, that's a great example. Like Mike does one thing about Mike. He truly does not give a fuck who you are. If you can play, he'll play. His one of his favorite quotes is, "I'll play the devil if, if he, if he's got a jump <laughs> shot, I'll play him too." So Mike, Mike is only. Uh, Mike is only beholden to, to like can you play can you help me and and if you can it doesn't matter who you are he'll play you and and um and he'll and, and he'll and ride with you especially if you play the right way which is like the ball finds energy he's got all these sayings ball finds energy and shoot it or move it and stuff like that you know and, and not ball stopping don't be a ball stopper um he, he'll ride with you the problem is if you're not one of those guys Especially if you're not good, like, I won't say, like, he just, is just, it can be a little bit neglectful. That's, that's been my, my experience. And maybe he's changed over the years, but that's been a common complaint that is about him. is like, if you, number 14, like, think about, like, James Michael McAdoo. Man, that dude would, I, I don't even know if that dude would even have a, a, a be on contract. Like, if he played for the Rockets. Like I mean, I guess he doesn't play for anyone, so he doesn't <laughs> have a contract. But but you get what I'm saying, right? Like Steve Kerr, right? Like had an amazing amount level of patience for James Michael Mcadoo because he's a good dude and he tries hard. <laughs> and like Mike's not about that life. He's like, yo, <laughs> yo, can he play?
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing too. Because with with Kerr, I've always noticed that um, he. He tries to instill a lot of confidence in these guys and he wants to make them happy, but these guys on the court don't have that much confidence. Like even Igadala, Omri Caspi, um, McCall, right? But then you watch Dantoni's guys, and I mean, part of it is they're just better shooters, offensive players. But I'm looking at like Mute shoot threes and like Eric Gordon's, ja- he's good, but this dude's jacking off the dribble threes from like 28, you know, all game long. And you're seeing these role players for Houston just be extremely confident in what they do, and it works. Which is something that um, that you don't see from the Warriors, despite the fact that I guess both guys are, are. Are this isn't you know like you're saying this is like joy. This we want happiness, right? We want confidence, all this type of crap. But it, yeah,
3: yeah. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, it just it just feels like it's more maybe impactful. I, I guess well, I part don't, of it.
3: I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I know, it's it's Mike's thing is shoot it or move it. Especially if you're one of those guys. If you're not Chris Paul or James Harden, right. I don't want to see you doing a whole lot of like probing and and <laughs> trying to like d- get your 2K uh, stats out. Like you catch it if you don't have a shot, then pass that thing. And and because they get so many possessions, that you know there will be shots, and he'll never pull you out for taking a wide open three, unless like you're Clint Capella. But like for 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 Gordon. For, uh, I guess PJ now like Joe Johnson, B.J. Yeah. Tucker, like they have full green light. If you open shoot that thing, <laughs> and particularly if you're open from 25, right? So they're they they're they've taken what Steph did two years ago and made it like a team wide thing where you don't ha- you. We don't want you spotting up on the line. We want you spotting up further back from the line to give even more space. And so all of those things are are done on purpose. Um, with the idea that like when a guy takes a shot, he's not looking over his shoulder. Like, should I shot that? He knows it's, you know, pretty much when you play for Mike, whether this is a good shot or not, whether Mike thinks that this is a good shot for you or not. Um, whereas Steve, like for all of his, I mean, like he for Draymond about shooting threes. Yep. Like he he he'll, he'll guilt dudes about shooting. Oh, no, shoot that and and I get. and obviously when you have as many gifted offensive players as the Warriors do, I mean like sometimes that is a conversation you have to have with your with your non-shooters or your non-scorers or whatever like, "Look, dude, we got two MVPs. Not just one. We got two MVPs here." Right. no don't try and be a hero out here. Yeah. Uh, but again, I see as see Steve have incredible patience with guys, I'm like, "Why is he in the game?" Right? We go back to Game 7 2016, and I'm like, Okay. What was that the guys that played in the fourth quarter, like I said, my favorite stat, you go going into the fourth quarter of that game, every single player who had on the roster who had gotten a game had a either a, a had a positive plus minus. Only only three players had negative plus minuses. Okay. It was Festus, it was Harrison Barnes, and the third was um Verjau. right. And not just like minus one. Those dudes were like massive minuses. And everybody else who had played was either a zero or a plus something. And well, somehow he found a way to play all three of those dudes. Why? Because they're good dudes. <laughs> like that's I mean, that's the only thing I can surmise. Other than, like you saw what happened. Like Festus got in the game, LeBron was like, Really? And then they just and it all turned around like right there. And so um, you know, I, I think Their love of instilling confidence in players manifests itself in different ways because I would say, Steve, if I've got to go to my 15th man for whatever reason, I have a lot more confidence in a Steve coach team than I would a Mike coach team. But at the same time, I know the guys that Mike plays, they can actually play. Ain't no pity party around here. And, and, uh, you know, it sounds harsh, but sometimes I get the feeling that Steve is – you know, it's like a pity party. Like, oh, you know, I feel bad for dude. He's been working really hard in practice this week. He deserves some minutes.
1: Like Kevon Looney didn't didn't play today and he was he was benched. Oh, best believe he's starting two a week from now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Best yeah. believe.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean JaVale started like two games, right? What was that about? And he was, <laughs> Three games. And he was terrible. <laughs> three games did he start tonight i didn't see yeah, he
2: played well he tonight dude. i mean it's the Knicks right. it was
1: against Cantor, so he he better be what
3: was semi-decent. the last game that they okay, started javel
2: yeah. against
1: steven adams like that's how you know yeah. Stephen. like steve Curtis just like i just don't it doesn't matter to me <laughs> it don't matter to him mm-hmm. if you're starting javel against steven adams man you don't you don't well, care i think he Come i think he's kind
2: of lost some some faith in zaza there and and it's just turned into i'm gonna see what i have with everyone which is which is a little yeah. worrisome they, with Steve. Steve, Steve,
3: <laughs> Steve is a king of see what I have, man. <laughs> see what, what, I
1: I have. what I got here, man. <laughs> <laughs> we went down that rabbit hole. The next part we want to talk about was uh, was Le- my, my LeBron thing. So he talked about David Griffin. Um, he was on the pod. He said something interesting. I, I guess we kind of all knew already. Um, but he said that uh, the Cavs didn't leak the Kyrie trade request. Kyrie didn't leak the Kyrie trade request. Which kind of only leaves one side left that could have leaked <laughs> or known about the Kyrie trade request, which I find rather interesting.
3: This is this is what I'll retort to, is the Kyrie trade, we know from the reporting of the last couple of weeks or so that the Kyrie trade discussion while originated Kerr was, I mean, not Kerr, excuse me, Griff was looking at you know, how can we get Paul George and Eric Bledsoe, which uh-huh. by the way, Again, yeah, just sign me the fuck. Like I give up, no I I'm doing. Yeah. No, sign me up anytime. But anyways, while he while that Colonel that had originated with him, he left, and then the dudes who made up the interim committee kept this conversation going, and then that's how it leaked. And so while Griff says the Cavs didn't leak it. That's also Griff operating, I guess, under the assumption that he's asking his boys after the fact, yo, did Got y'all leak it. it? Got it. And they, they said, no, nah, no, nah, that wasn't us. But the yeah. reporting tells us that that committee was very loose-lipped, right? Like, it wasn't, they weren't on point, like, secrecy and, like, <laughs> let's keep this airtight. They're asking opinions of people. Like, I heard, like, Phil Handy was in it. Phil Handy is a development coach. Like, he's an assistant coach. But, like, you talking about trading a guy that important, that conversation has to be, like, Not super neat-to-know neat basis. Like, I mean, I, I remember we traded Sean Marion, and, like, there was, like, four people who knew. It was, like, Mike D'Antoni, Steve Kerr, David Griffin, me, because I had to cut all the film <laughs> for, like, nice. all, the, all the Shaq stuff, and then, like, the train, um, Aaron Nelson, the trainer. 'Cause they were we had to make sure like was Shaq broken or not? And Aaron Nelson was like, he's not broken. He's just needs to work on this, that, and the other. So like it but it was like literally a handful of people. A handful of people. And the owner. The owner, because the 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 conversation had originated between Mickey Harrison and Robert Sarver. And so right. right. Like, by the time we got ready to do that deal, that deal was done. Right. You didn't hear a peep of it. Uh, really, because that's that's the only when you talk about something that big, like you can't be like, hey, uh, uh, um, assistant coach who sits behind the bench. What do you think about like, nah, man, the guy. You tell me the guy who works with Kyrie daily, like you gonna ask him his opinion? Like, uh, you can't do that stuff, man. This is like, uh, <laughs> this is like, man. I'll never forget this, man. We had a, we had this dude who wanted, who thought we should trade for Ben Gordon. This is after Steve Kerr and David Griffin left. And Ben Gordon had that awful deal in Detroit, and he wasn't playing well at all. I remember this. And game. we were, like, and were looking at, like, yo, what the, like, wh- I'm trying to figure this out, my man. Like, what part of this game are you looking at where you think Ben Gordon would be a, a smart move for us? And uh, he said, well, well, Joe says he just needs to change the scenery. And I'm like, <laughs> John. Is that his agent? Like, wait, 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 who's Joe? Like Joe Dum- uh, like, Dumas? The guy who's trying to hoist him? Like, why are you asking him his opinion? Of course. He's like, oh, yeah, I just need to uh, change the scenery. So it's like just sometimes you just got to be smart about, like, who you're talking to. And obviously, necessarily, he has to talk to Joe Dumars because he's trying to do a trade. But it's like, dude, like, some people don't need to be involved in these conversations or, or have their opinion valued, man. Like, chill out, you know? So, so. I, I wouldn't rush to the whole, like, LeBron leaked it thing. I don't think LeBron wanted him out of there, man. No. If you told him we got Paul George and, and uh, Eric Besso, then LeBron, I think LeBron would be like, hey, like, okay, I, what time they get in the airport? Because I'll pick him up. I'll send my jet. <laughs> but but if you're just talking about, like, in general, especially if you're talking about we trained him for a dude that <laughs> failed the physical miserably. Because for me, like, I like that deal for Cleveland because I said, you know, at first I was like, well, you know, Isaiah kind of does what if Kyrie's out, like you got to get rid of him. Then you get Isaiah kind of does what he does. And and then but really that deal was more about like when LeBron leaves, you got something to build with. That was like that was my hedge. My bets thought about it. But uh, once you knew the dude was hurt, like, yo, you take the deal all the way off the table and say we go to a training camp with Kyrie. And then you just wait for for Boston to like fold and ask for more or give up more.
2: How does Boston keep pulling this off? It's this like the Nets pick or the Nets trade this one where it's like Cleveland. Cleveland should have just like you said, Ooh. the minute the minute it was clear, Isaiah is injured and you don't know when if you're ever going to get that player. I just don't get
3: it. Uh, I'll say I'll say this. So the Nets deal was just like, yo, you just found the the, the, the sucker. You in the room. found <laughs> you found the sucker in the room. Yeah, you found the sucker in the room. It's dude has a new owner. New owner doesn't really understand the NBA. He wants to make a splash. Look, me, I got these big name dudes, and like, and your Boston. That's the other thing. Like, you have to like. I'll give. I won't give Danny kudos for raking uh, the Nets. I'll give him kudos for knowing. Hey, man, these dudes are done. And that's the hardest part. Especially if you want a championship with them, you got so many people in the building like, wait a sec, you just need to upgrade this and that. Like, they still got it, da-da-da. And Danny was like, nah, they done. And that's the genius of, of what he did uh, in in being able to move those guys when they were done and get stuff for them. Like, the the Cavs thing, like, again, th- there's a level of pressure those guys are under. Cleveland, right? Because they're like, yes. we got to get better. We gotta get better. We gotta get better. Oh my God, LeBron's gonna leave. Like so. There's, there's and by the way, we have like our our GM didn't get the job officially until like late in the, in the process. I mean, it, there was a lot of turmoil, and where there's turmoil, it means there's an owner who's gonna be having a bigger impact on the discussion. And when there's no owner who's gonna have a bigger impact on the discussion, best believe you got yourself a deal somewhere because owners are dumb. That's, that's uh, you know. <laughs> I mean that's I like I'm I'm not saying they're a dumb human beings. I'm saying when it comes to basketball, 99% of owners are dumb. Like if left to their own devices, they will do something dumb. <laughs> to their own devices.
1: Oh yeah. I mean I'm that's sure. true. So, that's, I mean look at Lacob. He just he just lets other people do the stuff. For now, oh, for
3: now, you, for, like, now, for like, now. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like wait for the day where like yep. Bob Myers walks or whatever. something happens and Joe takes control. Ooh. like y'all think y'all think he's cool now he's, he's just like the rest of them man no 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 he's, we <laughs> he's oh, the I mean, one that y'all. won. It. I'm t- yeah i'm <laughs> talking about i'm talking about those people out there who say not my owner yes your owner. Too. <laughs> not like my the, owner. The, the best owners like mickey arison because he's like yo pat riley you got it from here yeah <laughs> let me let me know when it's time to hold a trophy uh, uh yeah you, you kind of the-
2: see what the owners what their their real personality is when the team's struggling or something's happened are they gonna they're gonna let their their guy get it's them out even of it a, it's,
3: or, it's not even struggling or not you know the owner when when do you know him? do you know what peter holt sounds like actually yeah you know what he, you know what he looks like you know you, you know what he sounds like if he, if peter holt i played a peter holt clip right now you go, oh that's peter holt Owner of the Spurs. Point, point taken. No, oh, you wouldn't. You, right. <laughs> but you know what Joe Lako's voice is. We all know what Joe Lako's voice is. True. I know what Robert Sarver's voice sounds like. I know what Jim Dolan's sound voice sounds That's like. Unfortunate. Like I mean, it's like there's a trend here. I know Mark Cuban's voice, but Mark Cuban's kind of the the outlier. Or is he? He's done <laughs> on the of last week, right? Like it's it really comes back down to the Suge Knight speech. If you don't want an owner who's all in the video dancing like come to death row man like that's the thing like do you want to play for a team where this dude cannot wait for the camera to come on can't wait for the red light and the mic and so i can share my other thoughts like my man like like i said like you ever like do you know if uh steve paliuka or wick Grousebeck, the guys who own the celtics you you know they like four on five basketball they might (laughs) You don't know though, why? Because you've never heard him say anything about it. I tell you what though, I'm watching Timberwolves Kings right now, and I know at least one owner, at least one owner in this league who's thought about it. I know for a fact <laughs> he's thought about it. How do I know that? Is it because I'm well connected, I'm plugged in, I mean the whispering here and there? No. Cause the dude could not wait for Grantland or whoever, like, hey, put a camera, bring it into our thing. Look at me. I got <laughs> ideas. All these other people, they've been dumb the way they do it. Right? That's another <laughs> Another telltale sign. Know, oh, you guys have been doing it that way for that long, idiots. <laughs> you ever you <laughs> thought about it doing it a different way? Oh, let me show you. Hey, 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 check this out. Stauskas, Stauskas, <laughs> <was kidding>.
1: Stauskas. <laughs> Yo, that that's a Silicon Valley thing too. I mean, it, it, just with it's other absolutely. people as well. But the I, silico, I mean, I disrupted this system.
2: Watch, yep. watch my next innovation. I changed in the, the
1: world. <laughs> yep.
3: But like ultimately, it's a it's a billionaire thing. Ultimately, you're talking about this is for most of them. Not you know some of like Jim Dolan just inherited, daddy's money, right? But for many of them, you're talking about someone who started with like a dollar and a dream, and turned it into a billion dollars. Like, are you kidding me? If I became a billionaire, do you know how big of an asshole I'd be? <laughs> a billion? I have five dollars in my checking account on Tuesday, and now I'm, I now have a billion, right? Or you know, obviously not Tuesday, but like whatever it was, they started somewhere and they turned it down into a six-figure salary, not into like I'm a millionaire, not even to a hundred million dollars, which is a lot of money, dude. Hundred million dollars, like poof, a lot. They turned it to a billion dollars. They turned it to the level of money where literally I put this thing in the most conservative interest-bearing account, and I can live off the interest for the rest of my life comfortably. That's That makes you think you are superhuman, you are the chosen one, you are, you are one of very few on this planet, the rules don't apply to you, the reason why you were able to do this is because you were able to think outside the box, you didn't just follow the rat race, you didn't do the 9 to 5. So like that part is embedded in all of them, right? Particularly, of course, the, the Silicon Valley guys who peddle in specifically changing the world and disrupting stuff. But overall, billionaires, self-made billionaires, they think that like the world bends to their, to their interest, and so you find yourself in a situation where someone tells you, "Hey, based on the rules of this game, like that ain't gonna work, bro." <laughs> I and mean, look- instead of saying, "Oh man, like I gotta learn from those who walk walk the path before me." stupid why are you walking down that path man it's clearly this jungle over here with all these alligators and 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 carnivorous (laughs) animals it's no one's going that way we should go that way because that's the disruptive way the
1: the mind-bending way i mean every time me and sam send a tweet we think we've recreated the the entire (laughs) new internet so i mean that's fair fair to well
3: andy i I will say you for the 2017-18 season you are my (laughs) Like, tweeter of the year, like you you you're like hard. you sold up the MVP <laughs> quite a while. Ago. You, I appreciate it. You've been, tremendous. You've been I- tremendous this season. I don't know if you' not now again, like, yeah, I, I, I kind of I didn't follow you before, but I kind of saw your tweets like earlier seasons and. In a very Richard Jefferson way, like there's a there's a a weird kind of like improvement that's happened. But I'm sure (laughs) just because you working with Jade and stuff like that, like just around other great like uh, tweeters and stuff. it just (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: fantastic. Well, we'll see. It'll only get better uh, if the Warriors actually pull this uh, pull this off. So so we'll see. We we
2: need we need the Rockets to get to get like a uh, no, we need the Rockets to get a little bit of a lead. On the Warriors in a in a hypothetical Western Conference Finals, OKC
1: okay, to, to, to miss the playoffs to
2: truly see what Andy's got in him. Wait, 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 what the wait, 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 level hold of hold tweets on. will come if what, he what is, hold up like on. three two something?
3: Yes. Paint this picture for me. What are what what's the stars and the planets and moons aligning for like peak Andy? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I to like, paint the, the hypothetical. Like what needs to happen? So I need so I need
1: OKC to miss the playoffs yes. entirely right oh, that's that's slim but it, it could happen could happen it, right or just lose first slim, round right? that's fine either one's Looseful. fine that one that, okay all right all right doable i need i need houston a repeat of last year right just they don't even like losing to warriors is fine but i need harden or cb3 to throw tantrums start yelling at each other in like a, a, a game implosion yeah i need implosion from houston and then i need no,
3: you you, you, need, you need it far along in the series or just instantly
1: no, 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 far along. Like that's the better. Like if they, if it's like game six or seven against the Spurs, like mwah, that would just. Be-
3: oh, you mean not, not even against the Warriors? Like before <laughs> they get to the Warriors, you want, you need them to implode against like uh, an annoyingly steady team like the Spurs.
1: Because then all the like the the stereotypical tropes that me and Sam have made up this season, all of okay. it will come to fruition, and it's just. Okay, all right. What
3: else? What else we got? Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, them losing, them they, losing they, to the, Rockets, the Warriors Rockets won't do it. It needs, they need to to have a hope. They need to have a hope and have it absolutely crushed. And then, like,
3: by someone someone
1: else. And then we need the final piece, which is LeBron, which is the LeBron piece. I need him to average 45 points. Uh, Jordan uh-huh. Clarkson, Rodney Hood, to just go off through the Eastern Conference Finals. They sweep Boston, Toronto, right? They destroy <laughs> them, and it's like greatest team ever. They're gonna take the Warriors to six or seven, and then they show up in the finals and they get their asses swept like they should have last season. And just you need, that,
3: you need Jr. You need Jr. Smith basically <laughs> to like infect everyone else. <laughs> like it's a like Jr. Smith, right? Like the first three rounds of the playoffs, he's amazing, and then he gets to the finals, and he's like. <laughs> It's that squinting meme. <laughs> uh, has the game started yet? <laughs>
1: uh, so that would be the uh, that I might I might not make it just physically uh, through the uh, uh, through the through the playoffs. But that's what I'm waiting for. So if that were the case, you'll see some. I might get suspended
3: at one. At a some couple. Point. Of, a couple of those things have a chance of happening. A couple of <laughs> those things, not all of them though.
2: <laughs> rank, uh, rank, so- them in, rank them in order of likelihood
3: that's what we need Ooh, um I, there's a part of me that just thinks like the lebron sweep through the eastern conference thing is very strong likelihood i've been i've been like i've been banging the toronto drum all year long because i really think they've changed Ooh. and they're different and all that but like there's also a part of me that's just like yeah it's lebron man lebron was shooters lebron for shooters equals game over right and so, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. You know, he can just overcome. Um, the Rockets imploding against the Spurs or the Thunder losing in the first round. But it doesn't count as the Thunder lose to the, to the Warriors in the first round, right? Like, they have to lose this, right? The The, the Thunder have to lose to someone else, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, or not mm-hmm. make it. or Or get swept by the Warriors. I mean, if they're the eight seed, like, oh, my God, that'd be just... But it has to be a sweep though. It can't be five. Like I can't have OKC winning. Like that's just
3: yeah, no, yeah, you can't have no, no, no. Those those moral victories don't definitely don't.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, and and yeah, and though yeah,
3: no, I kind of see, oof, <laughs> I kind of see Rockets implosion before I see <laughs> OKC get swept or or not make the playoffs. Because <laughs> like the thing is, OKC look. You look at, like, New Orleans is struggling, man. I mean, like, they won, and they've been keeping afloat. They need but need like, to
2: Davis to get 40 a night, basically. To-
3: but And, and was, it's like an uphill battle.
2: It's an uphill battle.
3: And then, um yeah, you know what, man? Because Denver's going to get Millsap back here any minute now.
1: And I have him as, like, I, 3 c too.
3: Who, Denver? Yeah. Hmm.
1: But
2: whatever yeah you're not you're not accounting for jimmy butler being back in three games that's happening sure.
1: how do you know how do you know? do you know that for sure
3: this is tough man because i like i really believe if oklahoma city plays denver or plays Minnesota. they got an upper hand but if they end up that's being fair. this if they end up being the seventh seed and houston's a two then i think houston blows them out i think houston runs them out of the gym so then Houston would have to play yeah man i don't know like it, the things that you're asking for they all kind of like if one happens the other won't happen yeah you don't County.
2: see any scenario in which like putting paul george on harden kind of kind of makes but, it tougher on but look, look listen listen I, we,
1: I didn't, nah, I didn't think kyrie was going to get traded though i didn't think kyrie was going to get traded come sure,
3: on sure sure <laughs> sure
1: that's true it started this entire can't. thing
3: um that's <laughs> the chain reaction
1: it started this entire
3: know, yeah that's it's like the whole like glorifying kyrie on boston this i've found that very very uh, enlightening no uh but but sam here's the thing though like you put paul george on on harden okay So who guards the other hall of famer you go put russ on him oh my god eat him <laughs> up man i don't He'll know eat
1: him up we'll see like useless what, what? josh useless
3: yeah, Josh Useless, yeah. I mean, gotta, or Jeremy Grant I'm like, nah, man. Chris Paul Chris Paul Edema? Because the whole thing about like the whole Russell Westbrook poor defense thing, it comes down to one thing. Like he can't he has no attention span. Like, yeah. He's so worried about other things. It's like, wait a second, where's my man? Like and so I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, it's th- you can hope. One can hope.
1: <laughs> One can hope. We'll be back in a couple months, so we're gonna. I think we're we're pretty much done. I mean, tell us, tell us where where you're on. You're on TV. You're on everything. So, so shut yourself up before you get out of here.
3: Yo, know, I don't mean. To are you are like you able to? I, I don't even sound like a jerk, but like my feeling is, if you're listening to this podcast, and you don't know where to find me. <laughs> And like maybe it wasn't meant to be, man. Well, we maybe only got we Warriors
1: fans. Play. We only got Warriors fans. So.
3: Oh, oh yeah, because because they they never play on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. Oh uh, well. Oh, you know I, I will plug yeah. uh, Sundays. Sundays, uh, seven to ten a.m. Pacific time, ten to one Eastern, uh, on SiriusXM, uh, NBA Radio. Uh, I have a a show that I do with Jason Jackson, um, and um, I'll be honest with you guys. The better numbers we do, the uh, the more I can demand in my next contract. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: seven a.m. Uh, they got you up at seven, yeah. We gotta get you. We gotta get you more people so you can get that look, that afternoon. I just,
3: just, it doesn't matter. Like, just leave your radio on. Like, I don't care. <laughs> or have it turn on. Actually, I, I don't need anyone. I don't need any other show getting boost. I need I need the boost just for on in that hour slot because you no, know, like it's weird. Like XM is like they know exactly how many people. Are listening at any given time it's not like a regular radio station where they're doing like nielsen ratings and so uh yeah man like serious xm tune into that and give me good ratings
1: <laughs> there you go the 10 warriors fans are gonna hook you up thanks for coming on with me uh, thanks a
3: lot of you <laughs> <me. All right. laughs>